I'd, I'd rather yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather get hacked now and lose everything and rebuild than die and leave my kids with nothing because of my own hubris. Ladies and gentlemen, Quamrats, welcome to episode 11 of the Quamf Show. Today we have a very, very full program. Uh, about a week and a half ago, Quant, Bank of England and the Bank for International Settlements working on Project Rosalind uh, was actually confirmed from the mouth of Mr. Opposedius Wright Mullen. Is it Mullen? Yeah, I think it's so, Christopher exactly. Mullen. Yeah, CBDC Director of the Bank of England. Uh, confirmed at least Quant's involvement um, on some level. Uh, we're going to have a look at this. And also, Project Meridian is also an interesting thing that the biz, so uh, that's the Bank for Internet Settlements, is involved in. Hungarian made a threat. Going to look at that. Ledger dropped a bomb today, and a lot of people are on the fence about this. It's about um, sharing your secret phrase with them. It's really interesting. And good news for regulation my car. I think they rebranded it, renamed it. So that's the um, European crypto regulation. Um, the bill passed and it is approved and um, implementation could start as early as July, which is, so, which is really cool. And good news for all the people that are um, here for the regulated investments. So a lot to talk about. Interesting times, I think. A lot of confirmation stuff coming up. Quant. I am excited and bullish as hell, even though markets are uh, still struggling. We're getting to price in the middle of the show. Give or take. Check the timestamps if you want to jump to any of the topics that we just uh, just named. As always, we will provide the, the sources that we uh, we use that have available to us. And... Um, Tim, we're back in English, brother. How's life? We're back in English, uh, for sure. Uh, well, everything's pretty dull. Not in my personal life. Things are, well, just going full steam ahead. But just looking at crypto at the moment, it's, well, all the news we get from Quant and um, all the stuff that we are discussing on Telegram, eh, it's kind of boring and sometimes when we have these moments of excitement Jarno and I tend to notice that we are sharing old news that happened to us at least yeah. last week we were we were both sharing something we're like yeah look at this guys and then people told us that we were looking at old stuff so that's kind of how I feel um everything over six months in crypto is old yeah yeah I mean I don't know. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm lacking behind on the FA wise. My personal life is great. Uh, everything is just going as planned. But with crypto, I feel like I'm kind of out of the loop, even though I'm not really. The thing is, yeah. we, we, we just, I feel like, I don't know how you are feeling about that. And we'll be discussing that in this episode. But I feel like the, the, the discussions are, they are getting more and more complex. So we kind of, have all the highlights right now and we we can well more and more safely assume that we that we backed certain entities but the discussions surrounding them are getting so complex that i'm just 
Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like mastering a game, you know? After that point of having completed it for 80%, those mm-hmm. other achievements, you're, you're not going to do it anymore. So that's kind of how I feel. But that's kind of bad because while well, I'm doing this podcast and I should be on top <laughs> of everything, um, but I just feel out of the loop uh, many times. Well, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily, but it feels like it makes any sense. Yeah. But that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Now we spoke about this while we, we were preparing. And um, I mean, the Bank of England got actually confirmed that Quant is, is, is working with them, at least at some level. So obviously still skeptics that Gilbert and friends just poured coffee there, which is still um, mind-boggling to me. But many of us, I know Tim and I did, um, we already decided, right, that the Bank of England is a given and that the Bank of International Settlements is given and the Federal Reserve is given. Yeah. Um, that's a certain level, right? I mean, there's there's enough research. Um how, how, how do they call that in, in, in all those crime shows? Circumstantial evidence mm. that, that points in that direction. And, yeah. and, and what happens now, and that's, that's what Tim means, is that we, we know and all the extra juice and all the extra little bits of the puzzle does not make it more confirmed. So that at a, at a certain level makes it hard to stay interested for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, I kind of feel that too, in a way, but I am truly enjoying Council the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm not just accepting new messages and just scrolling through to the bottom anymore, actually trying to read um, yeah. what is being shared. And, It, it, it's not even a rabbit hole anymore. I mean, it's it's a proper crater by now. There are so, so many entities that are starting to speak the same language, right? The Gilbertisms and all the references can be found in uh, in the quantum yep. main chat, also link in description. Um, so there's more and more FA that was always proven yeah, in a circumstantial way. That is now either by association um, or just by by actual confirmation, getting more and more confirmed. And I think that that is that is really cool. What is also cool is that the scope just keeps getting bigger, right? Yeah. And in in a way, it seems like everything is getting narrower because the focus right now is on CBDCs and regulation, right? All That's eyes okay. on that. Yeah. But there's there's so much more. Um, that that is, that is possible because of all this, right? Because if the governments and the central banks are like, okay, shit, we, we need this CBDC thing to work. And for that, we need the interoperability. And for that, we need the technology. And for that, we need uh, the private sector. Mm-hmm. Because of that, regulation goes into overdrive, or at least the screams for regulation. And... What's interesting then is Chamber of Commerce, oh, maybe you should look at that as well, in, in the United States, actually backed up Coinbase and, and took a swing at the SEC, saying that they're purposefully stalling 
um, and 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 actually that all the chaos about regulation is not a pro byproduct, but is by design. So they implicitly said that the SEC is literally just creating chaos to to grasp for inches of control of the monetary system, which is crazy because the Chamber of Commerce is arguably bigger than the SEC. And 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 they too are now um yeah like firing shots at the SEC, same as uh, the Senator McHenry, I think it was a senator, who also chewed up, sped up uh good old Gary Gensler. Um the US is is truly, truly feeling it. And especially yeah. now that my car uh got, got passed again, link in description if you want to jump ahead. Um Implications of this combination about what Gilbert's been saying since 2018, same as we've solved interoperability since 2018, and there were already at least five central banks in 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it is all getting confirmed. And, and by proxy, there are more and more other uh, banks and entities um, that we also expected, suspected, and, and and they are also now, um, they say, uh, clearer to be on the table. And I, I, I think that's exciting. I think Council is doing a great job. I think there's a lot of people, more and more people active, um, trying to explain everything in layman terms. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. And Buddhist, I'm more on Telegram yeah. than I would like to admit right now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You made several points there, and then you went pretty fast, and you went into the example of the Chamber of Commerce. So let me just get back to my first point that you made. I think because while I was saying that I feel out of the loop, but I think that is also mainly because while if you've been listening to this show, you will know that I'm not that interested in CBDCs. Honestly, uh, to put it blunt, I can't really be arsed. It's a thing that will happen. And hearing the same stuff over and over and over again for more than a year, year and a half, uh, it starts to get boring. Um, and I feel like the, the scope indeed, well, we've been, I've been saying this for a long time, is mainly focused on that aspect. And that is very logical because, well, that is where the money is, literally, uh, and where all the interest is. Um, but yeah, I mean, the implications of that development will obviously also ball move towards the other fields that we are addressing so ultimately it will get more exciting again mm -hmm. um and then there was this other point that you were making oh dear you just said so much uh i just feel like everything is just indeed being put into place and well in the beginning, well, not in the beginning, but like past couple of years, especially when we joined a couple of years ago, the people, at least the entities speaking about it, were the entities that we wanted to hear, right? So the, the crypto uh, companies or crypto projects. And sure, there were some, mainly these uh, consultancy firms, which were also kind of addressing it, right? Speaking about interoperability and all the other Gilbertisms. But at this point, you literally see it translating to towards all the other players on the field. So it's not only like 
it's not only on the tech side anymore. It actually becomes a policy issue. Yeah. And that is that is really, really interesting that, that we kind of moved from, okay, we have this technical concept to something that is actually on a policy table because once it's on the policy table, it will move into politics <laughs> and then it will move to into actual policy yeah. that is implemented and that will require a huge demand well, for technology we already have, but that will be self-affirming for quant. So you see this movement, and, and I think that is the most important thing, and that's the thing I'm most interested about. So, for example, what you said with Mika, we'll go deeper into it, the show. That is something I'm, I'm looking at with great interest. And just all the other things which are happening right now, and you yeah. see these Gilberton systems all over the place. Um, I think that's the main development that I'm really interested in. Anyway, uh, jumping had... jumping yeah. briefly on your comment, right on 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 all eyes on CBDCs and it's getting a little bit dull. I find the silence around Oracle deafening. Right? Yeah, there was there was a lot of news twenty twenty two, Oracle Cloud and OCI. Your screen is shaking. Okay, it's because I'm excited. No. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh... Uh, Oracle blockchain and and cloud infrastructure, right? That was that was the twenty twenty two thing. CBDC is bumping in the background, but the, the Oracle thing is a fact, right? They integrated it, but there is silence now. And, yeah. and why yeah, that's indeed. interesting to me is that means that it's that it's done in a way. And it means that all focus right now is on something else. And 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 why that why is, why is that interesting? Because they did the same, I feel, in 2020. They were working with gateways. They were trying to get the gateways up. And then the Oracle thing came, right? And that's yep. their, yeah, sure. uh, how do you say the agile, agile methodology? And they were like, okay, gateways, nice, important, essential. But this is more important. So yep. take the gateways, throw them in the fridge, balls to the wall on Oracle. Make this cloud shit work, right? And and Gilbert has messages from 2018, 2019 saying that we're going cloud first, then multi-cloud, and then we're going to the decentralization, etc. So when that card came up, it was okay. Pivot, and we're gonna focus on this. For then sure, they yeah, sorted yeah. all of that. Now Micah is up. My car. CBDCs are becoming more and more tangible. Yeah. Still, still waiting Latin American CBDC. So, so all focus is there, and 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 not an Oracle anymore. And I, I think that I think that's that's a, that's a beautiful thing. A hyper focus. Else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. I, I think we indeed talked about the agile, the lean, the lean and yeah. agile methodology. Um, and that is definitely how the country, uh, the country, sorry guys, how the company is being run, perhaps even the country, because well, you know what overlaps. Mm. <laughs> no, um, but that is indeed how they run the company. And um, I also feel like now you're bringing up Oracle, but we could say the same for Nexi and Sia. And perhaps it's because, well, we as audience and we as crypto community, uh, Telegram community mostly. Crypto schnitzels. 
crypto schnitzels in Dutch, yeah. Um, we obviously focus on the things we want to see, and well, in the case of Nexi and Sia, that was our biggest news back then. And um, now that's settled, right? So there's no need for talking about stuff which has been settled already. There is no need <laughs> for Andrew and his team to market things which have already been achieved. And I feel like all Oracle has been backed at this point. It's it's clear there is no need to market that any further. Sure, it's nice when Oracle gives them further affirmation of, hey, we're working together and well, can use overledger through uh or cloud uh, uh infrastructure but yeah that that is that is the past right so it's 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 integrated it's working it's functional just like nexi is functional unlike the crypto now, scams that continuously need new buzz to make sure that the volumes and other shit yeah sure but up, i think the, the 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 main thing they are focusing on right now especially with publicity and their entire marketing strategy obviously are cbdc's and why is that because we are moving into the stage uh where um well cbdc's are not longer it's kind of the same thing right so we we, we know that they are technically well we are nearing the end of the technical phase there right so mm. well we have the technology but now we need to turn it into policy and get the decision making go and then mm. you want to push that narrative for the company so th that is where they kind of put all their energy that's also their their lean and agile methodology again mm -hmm. um yeah but it's kind of for me personally it's kind of a boring stage but that's fine because there is so much happening and boring is good man yeah yeah and, and that's that 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 is indeed true um also accumulating q and no financial advice again um but yeah, it makes sense. If you just zoom out and and, and look at it from like this macro perspective, it all just makes so much sense. But I'm preaching in front of my own audience, so that's no need for now. I have um, a screen to share. This yeah. is about my thing about the U.S. Chamber of Commerce slams SEC, backs Coinbase in a legal fight, a heavyweight in the business world. Your organization says the SEC's regulatory chaos is by design, not happenstance. And this is an article on Decrypt, May 12th. Yeah. Um, so the U.S. Chamber of Commerce called out the Securities and Exchange Commission on Thursday, slamming the financial watchdog for its regulatory approach toward the digital asset industry. It filed an amicus brief in support of Coinbase which took the SEC to court last month. The exchange wants a court to force the SEC to respond to its so-called petition for rulemaking filed last July. The petition asks the SEC to propose and adopt rules for digital assets and answers questions related to regulation. Um, this article goes on for a bit. Um, this is a very nice quote. The SEC has deliberately muddied the waters by claiming sweeping authority over digital assets while deploying a haphazard enforcement-based approach. Wrote, this regulatory chaos is by design, not happenstance. So this is this is pretty strong language, right? Um 
the U.S. Yep. is is kind of panicking, and the SEC is trying to to hold their ground, um, but they're doing this by, um, yeah, for instance, suing Coinbase and some others for selling unregistered securities, and that's wonderful, right? That that that's fine, but that means that if you sue. You need to have evidence. And that means you have to define what a security is and how yeah. that translates into a crypto. And if then the question, and that was the, the, the McHenry uh, interrogation, it's like, yeah, yeah dude, okay, so you're, you're, you're suing exchanges. It was like a Comedy Central roast in a way. Yeah, is, is ETH a security or a commodity? And he cannot answer the question. How the hell can you sue an exchange if you cannot define what ETH is? Is it a commodity? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if you cannot say it for that one, you cannot do it for the rest because the rest are in some way, shape, or form subsidiaries of that, um, or at least in, in the same ballpark. And yes, ETH is different than Bitcoin because ETH actually has somebody that created it that is known, and it is not necessarily... Um, publicly owned and then public in the sense like Bitcoin, right? Um, it still has its creator, no, yeah. it's blah, blah. So, but because of that, because they do not have that clarity, their entire country is in stagnation. And yeah. as you see, is like I said, is, is suing and, um, and, 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 and trying to, yeah, to fear actually the world into compliance. But yeah, they don't really have shit to back it up. So it is interesting now that the Chamber of Commerce, right, they're talking about commodities in general. And, and for instance, Bitcoin, is, I believe, would be deemed a commodity. Um, and, and utility tokens could be in theory as well. So they would fall under their authority. And it could very well be that they want in some way, shape, or form, um, but this is way outside my, my comfort zone, um, to have ruling and saying over crypto. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that there's benefits to that. Most important for us, Europe is getting their ducks in a row. Mm. Regulation is here. And yes, as you will see later on, it will be a work in progress. But the US needs to keep up because the UK... They're not part of Europe. They are undoubtedly also um, getting their their steel warm, right? And 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 making sure that they keep up with with the EU. And for them, yeah. it's probably a lot easier because they have already decided they want to be the crypto hub of the world. Yeah, I, I think it's just really interesting to see this happening so one government agency attacking the other one mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not sure mm-hmm. if the chamber of commerce is really government so i think it is um but like these regulators they are in a really tricky position because while they want to do things properly but if you do things too properly you're slowing down your economic processes and that's ah. something you you don't necessarily want um yeah i think that the same things happen in other sectors as well where these watchdogs or authorities or whatever you call them 
are going too far and then they are actually disrupting entire sectors uh and that's not necessarily no. a good thing i think well this is illustrative of how this goes in the united states where they don't really know where they are going and yeah. they really need to watch out and this happens a lot of fear factors. right a lot, lot of fear yeah nobody and, wants nobody wants to make the decision nobody wants to be responsible uh, no i did like I, the mchenry I, guy right because he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. We, we are all just figuring this out and we're just going by whenever you sue new legislation will be filed etc and yeah which is also crazy but to me still right that they need the jurisprudence to then move on right so there needs to be a sue and then a count sue and then they need the i don't know the entire system but it, it feels like they're reactive right every time something happens and then they're reactive instead of proactive like the eu is right now yeah i think governments in general is always reactive you always react to stuff that already happened and everyone is trying to figure it out but in this but in this instance it is also um a, being accompanied with like these these fasted interests that were already there by some big players i think that also plays a, a part in this game uh mm all those lobby groups of big banks uh, i'm not sure how the system works i'm not trying to say anything it's it's interesting for sure but the only thing i know with quant we are in a safe haven so uh quant is playing with all the rules according to the rules and they're not doing stuff they haven't done stuff which was sketchy they've just always followed the rules for as far as possible yeah um, and we shouldn't worry too much but yeah I mean, it's something that, that's playing out, and we will. I'm not worried at all about Quant, to be honest. No, right? no. I mean, I they, be, they, they uh, took the Finma approach to regulation back when they designed the token in 2017, and no. uh, they, they did their due diligence on this. I mean, Gilbert has created more rules and and standards and 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 um, I can't find the other word. Than, than, than many politicians have yeah. on three fucking continents. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, but it's kind of this point kind of Noel sets the example for the rest of the episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With people so, being worried and um, the nuance that we bring. Yeah. Shall we move on to uh, the Bank of England business? Sure. Right. So here we Russell are. And now I know yeah. who it is. You ex- I, I didn't know who Rosalind was until yeah. like last week where you said, oh, yeah, it's the doctor that... Uh, yeah, DNA sequencing. The, yeah, the, the, the sequence of DNA, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so didn't know I'll... that. <laughs> I didn't either. But right for Wikipedia, oh, no, that was the best side, actually. We'll, we'll have a look at that in a bit. But Yahoo Finance... Central banks don't care how much people spend on sandwiches, says CBDC developer Quant, which is which is nice. I, I I saw this narrative, or actually, yeah, this type of narrative a couple of times now. Quant is now being stamped, branded as the CBDC developer. And I don't care about your, your politics and your feelings about security and privacy 
this, the CBDC developer, um, that's interesting to me. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's not longer a London-based <laughs> blockchain company. Yeah, it's it's it, it's no longer it's no longer a crypto startup or whatever. No, it's a CBDC developer. And 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 this, right? I mean, we're talking crypto. This narrative is really important. I mean, people love stories, and more and more quant is being be, be, being yeah, gedoodverfd, uh, um, branded. Oh, brand, yeah, yeah. yeah. Branded the, as 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 the specialist, the authority, and and why points, is I think. Yeah. deemed yeah, and and that's and why this is important is because let's let's say and this is not true, but let's say that Quant has zero central banks and has zero clients. If you are perceived as the leading authority, and you're being marketed by third parties. As such, people will come to you because people follow the mainstream news. Same as us crypto schnitzels do this. Oh, look at that. Oh, they must be really fucking good. And nobody generally digs deeper and we just assume. That's why there are so many misconceptions in crypto think, um, about what's going on. And being now, now being, being branded, deemed the, the, the CBDC developer, this gets want on the radar of other countries, other banks, if they do not know already. And I think almost all already know. But this narrative, um, I don't know who created it. Could very well be Quant. Would be very clever of them. Um, but this is this is big, right? CBDC yeah. developer Quant, um, and this is just like a very loose term. But there were other articles, and I'm sorry for not having them prepared. Um, but this is not a single occurrence, right? This happens more and more. Um, that quant is actually being um, being labeled as this, and I think that is um, good marketing, really good marketing. So they were at FT Crypto uh, last week, May 9th, and. Gilbert was on stage with the Bank of England. And uh, I think Quant or Yahoo wrote this article. I, I don't know how the, uh, the copy gets, uh, gets delivered. Uh, but it reads this. Uh, Gilbert Ferdian, CEO and founder of Quant, a company involved in the development of central bank digital currencies, mostly in the US and the UK, insisted that users shouldn't be worried about privacy when it comes to CBDC technology. Uh, this is a quote from Gilbert. We can categorically state that the central bank does not care how much people spend on sandwiches. It's not their mission, Ferdian said in the Financial Times Crypto and Digital Assets Summit. What is happening is the same rules of AML, KYC are going to be applied to central bank currencies as they are today to any other form of money from commercial banks. Um, Gilbert was there on stage as the technical authority. Tom Mutton, the UK CBDC director, hmm. um, was there with him. And there, there came eventually, this is not in the article, a question from the audience, uh, a tech question. And Tom literally said, let's 
give this question to Gilbert. So to me, that makes it pretty clear that Gilbert did more than buy the sandwiches there and uh, or clean the floors or whatever. In, a, in two weeks, we will be halfway through this year, but I think once we start doing our year in review of all, everything that happens in 2023, this might be one of the top five moments uh, for me personally. <laughs> it's, uh... Yes, yeah, for me too. That was actually the day that I felt adrenaline again. Um, <laughs> it's been 84 years. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's, I mean, CBDCs will be coming. I think, as you guys know, that all the tracking and privacy concerns are are highly exaggerated. I mean, it's good that we think about it. Um, but Gilbert also had a very nice statement. I don't know if it was this interview, but you, yeah, I'm talking to you. You do not realize how little the central bank knows about you. They know close to nothing. But the sheer amount of data that you willingly share with Instagram, Facebook, Google, your Apple, Twitter, your Twitter, where you Twitter. always complain. Yes, all those algorithms know so, 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 so much more about you than your bank does, because there's always the uh, the, the commercial banks that are in between, right? So we have we have I'm with ING, for instance, and ABN, um, and 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 they have some of my info, and they know to a degree what I spend my money on. But that's it. And that doesn't even go to the central bank. Only when there's like very suspicious transactions, they could technically subpoena what I am doing. Um, but but they don't care. They truly don't care. And you can believe that they want to steer behavior, but it's just ridiculous. Um, and, and on the other hand, Amazon and Netflix Whenever you click the thumb to a video, they can actually profile you with all the other data that you have. And they do. And they do. Happily. Tim, his smartphone regularly just goes, I'm sorry, I did not understand you. And then Siri is listening in at our talks. Yeah. All those things are much more impactful to your privacy. And this is not me. This is this is Gilbert, right? And, and I poured some gravy over it. But. That was the bottom line. So I think, and and to add to that, you, all, you yeah. know, also have all these uh, well AI assistants, artificial. Mm-hmm. Some of them literally want to know how your day was. They really want to make a profile out of you. Disabled. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily bad. It's just something that happens. So yeah, so they recommend you a psychologist or a, or a Vicodin supplier or whatever. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm paranoid enough as it is truly I mean I'm not, not an idiot paranoid. but CBDC's people and, and we're getting to to how the, the OG BTC maxi crypto maxis get in your head and how they have formed a narrative for you uh, we're getting to that later um, but yeah, um, so Project Rosalind, getting back on topic. Um, Bank of England and Quant share CBDC vision. This is added to the website today. Um, Dr. Puppers in Council brought this to my attention. Check out Council. Oh, and send Puppers a banana. 
emoji from DM. <laughs> I don't know why. He used to have Bert, right? Bert is a speaking banana yeah. from Sesame Street. Yeah. He used to have that as his profile pic. Back in the day. Yeah, I, no. I, I do remember, but yeah, so I thought instead of a banana, that's fine. Uh, anyway. Okay, sure. Um <laughs> or a bird gift. Okay. Disregard my last. Anyway, so they added this to their website. And we thought initially when the the statement came that um Quant was let's say involved. Mm. Um, that, that 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 tweet would have been taken down that it was an overzealous intern posting it but then andrew confirmed and now all these things are on their website yeah um but it's actually from today yeah it's actually it's, it is from oh today. Yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. a digital pound will have the very highest standards of privacy that's okay well i said it's the 16th of may uh, to be clear Data oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so there's also uh, video fragments here. Um, I'll show you the fourth because that was the most interesting, arguably. Um, but Tom Mutton, director of Central Bank Digital Currencies from the Bank of England. So he's not just uh, fill in the blank. I'm done insulting people. Maybe. Um, Da, da, da. Gilbert shares his views. Uh, uh, got to count again. Count. Right. One, two, three, and four. So, um, so experiments are hugely important to us. Um, we've done a bunch already. Um, so we've done two um, with the Bank for International Settlements. You have a London Centre uh, project, uh, Rosalind, um, and Project Meridian. Meridian has, um, was focused on housing, just recently been published. Uh, Rosalind should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. It's focused on central bank digital currency. Um, and uh, I mean, Gilbert has been really important in this. He was a sort of uh, an important uh, participant uh, with Quant uh, providing inputs. Um, we're also looking at offline payments um, with Thales uh, and uh, Sample Wallet with uh, Ken and Carter. Uh, so these are really important to us. We've got a bunch of these experiments going on. Um, but we've also run tech sprints um, and workshops uh, alongside with some really um, important um, and really major uh, participants actually helping us think about the use cases. So I think those BIS experiments have been hugely important, really valuable, and uh, you know, watch this space for the Rosalind report coming out uh, shortly. Right. Rosalind report coming out shortly. What I find really interesting is how he was weighing and mincing his words, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gilbert was kind of uh, involved, as if he, it, it felt to me when he started talking and named Gilbert. Yeah. That he misspoke. That's how it felt when when I saw that. Meridian Meridian has um, was focused on housing. Just recently been published. Uh, Rosalind should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. It's focused on central bank digital currency, um, and uh, I mean Gilbert has been really important in this. He was a sort of uh, an important uh, participant. Uh, a sort of a, 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 a important uh, a participant. That to me, 
on the one hand, to me, it's really bullish. And on the other hand, it's, it's a little bit terrifying. I'm not trying to FUD here. Don't get me wrong. He knows very fucking well what Gilbert did. There's no way. There, yeah, there's no way that he does not know. This he knows exactly. Go both ways. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely knows what his part was that he played. <laughs> because when the public, when the audience came with a question, it was like, him. I don't know. So he knows. Yeah, it uh, was uh, here again. I think it's hilarious in a way. It's been really important in this. He was a sort of uh, an important uh, participant. Uh, quite it was really important. He was sort of uh, important. Uh, dude, just, just, just say it. So to me, it feels like there's, there's, there's actually a lot going on. Um, yeah. It almost feels like, oh, fuck, I can't break NDA. How can I say this without saying it, but still say it? Uh, uh, kind of like that. Um, yeah, the, the other scenario is that... <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that he didn't actually just lucky. do the coffee. Yeah, I mean, that, that he kind of just um, gave them advice and, and that that is it. But that wouldn't really make any sense. Why would... There was a guy on Twitter today as so well. proud of this in, in the long run. That, that, that won't help. Yeah, there was a guy on Twitter as well. Why don't they have... They probably have a private in-house solution and they have something designed themselves. And then I asked, okay, but why the hell would you then sit on stage with Gilbert Ferdian, who creates products that exactly do this? If you have your in-house thing, then you should get your own in-house dev, right? I mean, this is the Bank of England. This is not some, some Microsoft that wants a high-profile person on there for PR reasons. The Bank of England doesn't give about PR, right? So why no, then would you get a CEO of private fintech on yeah. stage if he has done nothing for the entire project? Why would Gilbert and, go up there if they have a proprietary solution? Yeah, it makes friendly, no sense. And a friendly reminder, it's still government. I'm not sure how it works in the UK, but at least you're in the Netherlands. As soon as the government is getting... Um, how do we say it's getting involved with technology it becomes a mess uh, i'm not sure how it works in the uk but <laughs> i do know the dutch context and i do know that we hire private companies to fix our stuff because we cannot do it ourselves we are completely incapable yes of course because you cannot pay the people that are actually good at that work no you don't have the funds because you yeah, yeah. um so i Look at this on the website. The link is in the description, but they also go on. Uh, CBDC interoperability, technical, um, Gilbert's view, private permission chains, clear standards, interbank networks. Um, for most of us, this is um, common knowledge, common sense. Um, this is a really nice. Uh, comprehensive uh, story. I think what they did here, and this is at least, uh, from my perspective, a compliment to Quant. Um, the story that they are telling here in text is illustrated by the videos. And then it goes on, and there's a video. I think that's really nice. I think it's a lot more engaging 
um, than than just playing text, and it's a yeah. lot more oh, illustrative sure. than only video, right? I mean, yeah. you could have just posted the video on a YouTube and be done with it. Oh, we need to check the YouTube. Um, but this is uh, new to me, new style, and I think they did that well. I think it's that's Quanta Magazine. You can also simply go to YouTube and check our subscriptions. Boomer. Well, you figured that out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, the website is getting nicer and nicer, and that's all. Oh, that's the wrong. That's the wrong intro. And on, on the left, you will see. Yes, above... I was listening. What you're trying to oh, say? Okay. Oh, okay. Above epic rap battles of history. Yeah. Somehow we are subscribed to that, which is cool. Yes, I love these That's guys. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was mixing up my own YouTube with this, and yeah. Let's see what else I subscribe to. Oh, the rest is indeed on point. Oh, here, just also comment. No. PRB got stuck in there. Okay, but yeah. But, but before I actually we move... suggested to have. Uh, oh, who did I suggest? Was that Gilbert with Satoshi? I can't remember. Gilbert Freudian Satoshi Nakamoto. No, that, that would be a pretty epic. Or Satoshi versus Gary Gensler. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, they, they didn't. Okay, TLDR, they didn't upload the fragments on their YouTube yet. That right. was what we were trying to find out, and but, which is and clever was, because that actually drives traffic to your website. We are idiots. Yeah. We have all our videos on YouTube and not on our own website. No, By we, the way, we do go visit the Quanfi Show. Huh? Yeah, I should still write a new blog. I haven't yeah, posted anything for ages. There, sorry. Yeah, and and leave a comment. I would love to see a notification of one of you guys actually posting a comment or asking a question on our blog. Rather than all the fucking idiots looking for free advertisement or trying to promote um, their scam, it's, uh, it's not terrible. Interested. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that Project Rosalind? Project? By the way, Project Rosalind. Oh. This is the Biz site. Go yeah. check that out. Go check that out. There's a couple of updates there, and I suspect that we will get the report also being posted here. Um, somebody threw out a gauntlet in the council. Um, I believe it was UQ, Ultra Comfy. He said, who's going to be the Chad that finds the Russell report first? So, challenge right there. Yeah, it, they said it Russell was coming out. Oh. No, go Russell first. Franklin. That was the, the, the lady doctor that... Uh, Key to understanding DNA sequencing. That's what the project was named after. Tim? Yeah. Please. No, I said, well, the, the, the indeed the report is coming out in the coming two weeks or so. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Shall we have a look on CoinGecko for a bit? Not that there is too much to see, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but it is fun for the historical records. So it's 105 burger tokens. 
one of five broker tokens. Okay. Quant, and let's see, Bitcoin is rounded up 27K. It's a lot better than when I checked this morning. You're okay. not sharing your screen. Oh. Uh, uh, crowd. Thank you. Uh, so, they could look at us. So that, that's mm -hmm. also very good, I guess. Bitcoin. 27K. 27k burger tokens and on the seven day it is at its lowest yeah on the 24 hours it's this it's almost the same on the 24 hours it's on its lowest on the seven days nah. worse worse on friday 700 but yeah it's uh let's see on the 14 days yeah, we're we're down about well, Bitcoin is down about one k since uh, last episode. And looking at quant, hundred and five, we had a interesting spike in price. No spike in volume. Volume is horrendous. It's uh, sixteen million right now, and uh, it was even worse. Because, yeah, we were down to sub 10 million volume on May 14th, which is uh, which is crazy. Yeah, everyone is just huddling their quant, <laughs> it seems. Yeah, there's, uh, there's truly nothing going on. If you look about a year ago, I mean, our average volume, let's see, 180 days, I believe it was around 20, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, volume, 50 mil. 26 mil, 17 mil, 25, 18. So we averaged a lot higher, around uh, 25 to 50. Um, but yeah, volume is non-existent. So moving the needle was pretty easy. And, uh, actually surprised that we're keeping up. It's, it's just so interesting. Uh, the volume is low. Uh... Actually, it's returning to all time, well, not all time lows, but well, historical lows at least. Um, well, our FA is stronger than ever, and also our okay. infrastructure of underlying exchanges is stronger than ever. So, to me, the only thing it signals is that everyone is just holding their QT somewhere in a, in a ledger, um, somewhere in their house with codes, I'm hinting at the next section of the show. Uh, and nobody is really trading Q and T. Why would they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Why wouldn't you? Oh, I'm still curious. How many of the Q and T holders? Or part of our community, not necessarily the Quantfisher community. Uh, you mean oh, you, you mean like the um, well, the the crowd at this that we see on Telegram, on Discord, on Twitter, yeah. uh, on on on, uh, yeah. What kind of hey. other mediums do you have? There's How there's also some Facebook Quant groups, I believe. Uh, at How least like the, the the focal crowd. Let's call them that way. How many people truly know all the FA? 
I think How around between one and five percent, and that's a positive estimate. How many of the 120k holders are individuals like you and I? And, and, and how many of those 120k are people with multiple wallets? Yeah. I think looking at like the, 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 the top 1,000, top 500, I think that by now the majority is not individuals. No, no, for sure it's not. We, yeah. we can have a brief look perhaps and we're talking about it. it, it it's kind of interesting for sure. And it, it, it keeps fascinating me to just look at the sheer, I'm not sure how it ties in into the rest of the episode, but let's just do it. The eat plur or something. Um, just have a brief look at the holders because it is something that is very tangible. We we, we can literally look at what what people are holding, and yeah, that's that's something we've been calling for <laughs> ages. But the top one one thousand doesn't mainly consist of individuals. It's exchanges. It's people spreading their wallets. I would be surprised if there were more than 400 individuals in the top 1K. Yeah, I don't think that okay. is the case. So right now we're on Etherscan and max total supply is still 45K. Um, holders, 129,000. So it's almost 130,000. Circulating supply, market cap. 1.5 billion. Yeah. One point almost 1.4 million transfers. So looking at the first address, that's the burn wallet, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a holder. This is not with the team. This is a smart contract. <laughs> it does grow every now and it, then because idiots sent our Q and T yeah. to the burn. They're not you idiots. Actually, they are you can actually see people. here that it's a smart contract. And there, uh, the burn, the burn and mint function is, is no longer operational. Not really sure why I click here because I'm not sure confident I can find it in one go. But you can read the code for the smart contract here, and then you can see um, that that everything that's sent there is locked forever because there is no key in existence to unlock the contract yeah. again. As if they are smart people because they sent their money to a smart contract. Yeah. Yes. And so that's every, a comfy, every now and then uh, the number billion? increases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so keep the well. Every now and then that number increases. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's leave that outside for a little uh, analysis. Yeah. This is uh, this is for the team for the team the one point two million. Yeah. And, and to be clear, that that is not the team wallet that has been selling consistently this is for the advisors the founders founders etc yeah, yeah. it's been more or less stable few minor subs so if we go down here right you can see binance 8 you can see kucoin idex binance 39 crypto.com 5 and so on uh, this these are the things that are interesting to us, right? This 
what you see here, position 29, 30, 31, 32, they all contain the same amount of tokens. They are literally identical. Up and until are... the 18th decimal. Exactly. And there, there is no human that can perfect that. No way that that, that is a human yeah. individual entity. No. no way. When you go there, then you can see. Uh, like that, clockwork. That, yeah. It, it originates from Coinbase and it moves to this wallet. And it's always in batches, right? Batches of four or, or in a single batch. And um, Hungarian did the research together with Sebastian. Um, it is humanly impossible to send so many transactions in such a short time frame with that accuracy uh, to a contract. So our yep. assumption is that this is custody. Yeah, this Why must be Coinbase custody. And why is this interesting? Because that makes the metric how many tokens are there on exchanges invalid, right? It doesn't, doesn't work anymore. Yeah, back in the day, that was a very more or less reliable way to see if people are bullish or bearish. If they're bullish, then they have Q&T on their ledger. And if they're bearish, they throw it on the exchange uh, to sell it, right? They're feeling a top. And there's an influx of Bitcoin on exchanges so people can sell. Um, that metric gets diluted, in my opinion. At least. Um, this also clogs up the top 1,000 holders, right? So there's a, I know there's a lot of people. I was one of them that really wanted to be a top 1,000 holder. Um, and there's a lot, it's not attainable for a lot of people anymore. But you can still be a top thousand human. I just don't know how to ac accurately measure. But these, this is just five wallets or that we can see that is definitely not human. And, and, and it goes on. There's, there's more of these batches. Um, with the same amount of tokens in them. And that's either clients or companies or whatever um, that needed a custody solution. And trying to look up another while I'm uh, talking, scrolling. But exchanges have their, um, obviously their wallets here as well. Um, and there's probably some high net worth individuals that have separated or sorry, split up their, their holdings for safety purposes. Yeah. Yeah, it's Here, interesting. One. In, oh, so yeah. we have 10,176.845597078888, whatever. And that's position 125 all the way down to position 133. That's eight places in the top one. 1, eight spots in the top 1000 with the exact same amount of QT to the 18th decimal. That's not humanly possible to, to, to do this um, consistently um, within that amount of time. So, this is also most likely um, 
something else and we assume custody. Um, and, 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 and there's a ton of those other things, right? I mean, 10K is an easy number. These are my <laughs> That's the Comfy Show donation wallet. Thank you so much yeah. for your support. <laughs> um, here's another nine nine seven zero nine zero three. Yeah, also I think, the same too. Sure, I think that the point has been made, but but I'm huh? No, no, but, no. But, but I would be really curious about and something we could do ourselves even with our. Uh, how does uh, that translate in English, like our home and kitchen research? Or is this a perfect Dunglish? <laughs> home Gar garden and kitchen. Gar garden variety. Yeah, uh, garden guard variety research. Yeah. Garden variety research. Nice. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, you can hear this is a Netherlands podcast. No, um, uh, we could do this ourselves, right? So we could literally um, just sum up all those wallets and then see how many of them are probably non there's a lot more than there were dude non individual legal entities if it makes any sense in English even uh, in the top 1k and then we could say hey these are probably humans and these are probably just gonna be <laughs> all legal entity in the form of a company or whatever so that would be fun man. research I, I, I reckon that, that someone like Sebastian is probably I'm I'm up uh, to page six now. Like that. Oh yeah. And you, well you over. Hearing, yeah, I know. Yeah, you were bored. Well over half. Well over half these wallets. Here, there's another there's another batch right here. Zing. That's the same. And this is this is page. Here, these these are the same. Uh, this is page six. So we're going to page five. That's another five. Exactly the same. Another four. Exactly the same. That's on page five only. So uh, on, on page five, there's four plus five. Now the other one are already 10. Take into account exchanges. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of tiers here, here again. 655, it's another three. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. I think the, the, the minimum amount of QNT required currently stands around 1340. We can go to the last page. Uh, let's see, last. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So top one thousand thirteen hundred thirty. Twenty. Twenty. Thirteen hundred thirty. And it's uh yeah. You can think of it what you like. It's uh it's, it's nice to know, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of non-organic. Uh, wallets in there and i think because that's that's how we started all this there are a lot less actual people holding qnt um than we think yeah it is sure. still very unknown and there will be a lot of sleeping holders um to give mm. you an example 
I do know people in my environment that I advised, uh, friendly advice to, well, not financial advice, but they did buy Q&T under my influence. Um, but they have no clue what's going on. They, 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 they literally don't know what they are investing in other than that I am very positive about it. Yeah. Said, hey, uh, if you are going to invest, this might be a good, um, well, this might be a good opportunity. They have no interest, uh, intrinsic interest to learn about it. They don't know what's going on. I think there will be many, many people <laughs> around the Number globe. will go up. Exactly. We are literally in the same position. We have no clue what's going on, just holding it in their ledger. And don't even bother to listen to our show, go on Telegram, learn about uh, all the stuff going on, <laughs> let alone visit yeah. Conchial, everything. Many yeah. people are just sleeping holders here. And if only those people would simply just learn about all the stuff that's going on, uh, that would be very positive. And I think in a general market where things start, where number go up, uh, when people only slightly learn about the amount of FA that we have, a must uh, on top of what we already had during the previous bull run, we have very good papers to um, surpass our previous all-time high and go even higher into the top 10. Okay, uh, that's a bit off topic. Let's go back into the stuff of this episode that we had lined up. Yes, there was uh, a little bit of a riot. There's probably still a riot because people always riot. Right, Ledger. <laughs> let's uh, let's Ledger, Ledger. Hello, I'm Charles Guimet, CTO at Ledger. I'd like to take a... Hello, I'm Charles Guimet, CTO at Ledger. I'd like to take a few minutes to introduce a new service. Ledger Recover is an optional subscription for users who want a backup of their secret recovery phrase so they can restore access to their wallets whenever, wherever, even if they have lost or broken their Ledger Nano and don't have their recovery sheet with them. For some people, it's a very convenient service, but some others simply don't need it. You can continue managing your secret recovery phrase all by yourself if that's why you bought a ledger at the first place. This is not automatically enabled by any firmware updates. This is your choice. Self-custody is at the core of our offering and your secret recovery phrase is created on your device. We have no access to it. This will never change. We are uncompromising about security and that will never change. If you choose to subscribe, Ledger Recover encrypts your secret recovery phrase and splits it into three fragments. All of this happens inside the secure element chip, so your private key is never at risk. These encrypted fragments are stored by three different parties on hardware security modules. In this process, Ledger and our trusted providers have no access to your secret recovery phrase. There's no backdoor for anyone, neither us, a provider, or even a very gifted hacker to access it. Individually, these encrypted fragments are completely useless. When you want to restore your keys, two of these three parties will send back their fragments to your ledger device, which will be able to recombine your secret recovery phrase and allow you to access back your wallet. Decryption can only 
happen on the ledger element chip after identity verification. The split encryption or decryption happens on your ledger device and does not involve any other party than you. Nobody within ledger or outside ledger ever has access to it. Self-custody remains and will always be the core principle of ledger. The ethos of self-custody is that it's your choice. You can choose to manage all your assets completely by yourself, or you can have a backup with Ledger Recover. Okay, so um, I'm showing this to minute 36 because there was a lot of FUD, buzz, whatever you want to call it, about Ledger introducing Ledger Recover. So if we go to their website really briefly, um, you can see Ledger Recover. Protect your seed phrase with Ledger Recover. Recover your keys using your identity. Coming soon. Soft launch exclusively for Nano X. With Ledger Recover, you'll never get locked out of your wallet. Ledger Recover backs up your secret recovery phrase and links it to your identity. There's a video here, link in the description. So you need to do KYC with Ledger and record a selfie. Uh, when you've done that, uh, your Ledger Nano X duplicates your recovery phrase, splits it into three pieces, and sends that to three separate entities. That's a little bit the TLDR. Why would you want this? Because are now scared that there are now potentially backdoors. That's why they created this tweet. Um, that there's backdoors or that there's other forms of data sharing, etc. Um, you have to understand, and I know this is not a ledger, but if this were a ledger, this is the only spot in the world that contains my secret key and that contains my recovery phrase so my 24 words nowhere else is this in existence if i smash this i need my words my 24 25 words get a new one and activate the new one if now this letter is here and I have my 24 words here. I put them all in this hand and my hand explodes. They're both gone. Then all my funds are gone forever. There is no mathematical, technical, human way to ever get to your funds ever again. Not even Ledger has the data. They, they couldn't help you if they wanted to. And that will never change. If I do not plug this thing in manually, this will never change. If I do not plug this in and click the buttons on there, mm. there is no way that your funds can get siphoned from your wallet. Unless you are an idiot, or you're getting scammed really cleverly, then you're still an idiot. 
and you plug this in and you authorize a smart contract and you give them the rights to do stuff, then technically you could still get scammed, but then it's still your fault. That is, there's no fix for stupid, I suppose. But why would you want this? I gave the example in the past, right? I have two children. They are young, mm. uh, under 10. I go travel with my wife every now and then. We take an airplane. I know everything for my ledger. I know where everything is, how everything works, etc. My wife, eh, not so much, maybe a bit. If the plane crashes and we both die, then the ledger probably also gone. My phone is on me. My phone is also gone. I am gone. My wife's phone is gone. So how will then my children have access to our funds? How will then my family have access to my wealth? My dad still uses smoke signals to communicate and snail mail. He still licks post stamps whenever he wants to send a message. And he has a phone with a big ring that you can to call somebody. I'm exaggerating, but that's almost true. Let's say that that's my family. My kids will have nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. When I die, when something happens. The funds will be lost forever. Even this, if this were the ledger, once again, they cannot access this because there's, there, there, there's no one to enter the code. Because good hygiene says you should not write down your codes ever because it can get stolen or they put a drill bit to your kneecaps. Okay, that's all good and well. Never store your seed recovery phrase anywhere online. Don't write it down more places than you have to. But yeah, my children. If somebody, if we die, finds this house and then they clean it out, nobody will know what those 24 words on that sheath of paper are. No one knows. And and and, and if you're not an absolute nut job, <laughs> this matters to you, right? That's important. I mean, we're all trying to acquire wealth. Or freedom of time, blah, 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 generational wealth, what do you call it? There's even people that have everything memorized. Imagine you fall on your head, instant amnesia. Congratulations, now you're poor. Because maybe you cannot even operate your ledger anymore. And you cannot tell anybody because you're like that. Then you have a problem. With this, you don't have to create a document like I did. I created the document where we travel. <laughs> spoke about this in another show. I made a couple of thumb drives and I wrote the entire story down in Eli five terms, right? So that any single person that can read it can actually gain access to our wealth. But that's a major no-no. That's a major liability because if somebody knows where I stored it and I have like hundred of these things, so this is not the one. It's not in my house, obviously. Um, but But these are all safety concerns and privacy concerns and then people say yeah but you can also just put it in a bank and 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 and, and hire a bank fold but aren't we trying to stay away from banks and aren't banks closed 70 days a year and can't banks go bankrupt and so on and so on so i mean it's all worst case scenarios but this what ledger provides um 
I, I, I'm not going with it personally, not yet. But I think it's a great solution. I think it really solves a very, very big part of why people do not use Ledger. Some people in my environment surroundings are not using Ledger because they are not very conscientious. They're not good with codes. They're not good with numbers. Um, and they're just afraid that they will lose everything because of a mistake. And that's not good for Ledger's business, obviously. Um, but if you lose your PIN number or your credit card, you can just call your bank, go there, show them your ID, and you can get your card activated or your account activated. If somebody dies, you can go there with a, how do you call that thing, certificate of death. Mm. Okay, listen, um, my, my dad died. I need access to the accounts. And it will take some time, but it will work. Say with Google Authenticator, have you ever looked at the procedure to activate your authenticator in case uh, your, your phone gets smashed or something like that? That's also a lot of work, but that's what you pay for security and privacy. Ledger now offers the same. So you can store your seed. They throw it in three different vaults. Two companies are known. The third is a secret. It is not possible, allegedly, um, to combine those. Hacks are possible. Stuff may be whatever. <laughs> but still, it's a decent option. Same as with your bank. And I have no doubt that in the future, they'll give some sort of guarantee or whatever. I mean, trust needs to be established, right? Yeah. But shooting this down at a first glance, I think it I think is idiotic. I think, and that's what we spoke of earlier. There's this culture, there's this preconception that everybody has about how things should be done. And I think it's outdated. I think it's an old way of thinking. And and the way Ledger operates right now is not the future. The way MetaMask operates right now. It is not the future. This, we will laugh five years, 10 years from now. Why the hell we ever did it like the way we do it now? Because it's it's just a hassle. It's not customer friendly. It's not safe. It's not secure. I mean, it is safe and secure until something bad happens. And then your funds are lost. And that's very good for all the other holders. But it's not good for you, right? There's There's no... Feel safe. And for a military system, Ledger is perfect, right? For that type of security, it's, it's yeah. This message was self-destruct. Like that. Yeah. But it's not going to be mainstream the way it is right now. Ledger, they have to do this. They have to do this. And Trezor will follow suit. Trezor will definitely follow suit. Sorry, I've been talking for 30 minutes, I think. Tim. Yeah, I do agree with you. Then when I do it, usually don't interrupt. Um, I just also just got the lecture news that they're trying to, well, that they are going to implement this on their in their services, which I think is great. Uh, because, well, I know that most people in crypto have no clue what's going on once again. Uh, trusting them with their own security. Eh, we've had this discussion many times before. Do I handle my own crypto security? Yes, I do. But I do know that a lot of people around me are not capable to do so. 
or if they are they are they will probably make a mistake somewhere making them still vulnerable so the future will obviously be in some kind of solution like this and i think that a party like ledger stepping up um is a great thing because they are decentralized and as you said you still need the device yeah that's a great yeah. thing man um your, your, we'll your see how it will be distributed. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah. anyway, I think it's I think it's a great move, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, uh, uh, Ledger Recover, provided by CoinCover, fixes all this. Some uh, some tweets. Uh, wrote my recovery phrase in a piece of paper. Lost it during a move. Still got a couple of eats sitting in it. Wrote my recovery phrase down with some tricks. Forgot the tricks. Rip BTC. Wrote a word twice. Lost a few of them, fortunately, without any funds in the wallet. I still think that seed phrase is pretty complicated for most people. Couldn't find my recovery phrase for a long time. Turns out I left it in a pair of old pants that my mom decided to put through the washer. <coughs> There's tons of examples of this. And um, human error is always going to happen. And, and, and the same, right? I mean, we heard this discussion 10,000 of times and there's these people coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't want to write all my 24 words in one spot. So I just skip every fifth word or no, I just cut it in three pieces and then store one piece here, store one piece there, store one piece there. It all works until somebody's house burns down or you get amnesia or you're the only person that knows how it works. I mean, that's why I had to compromise on the security to a degree. Because, yeah, in the end, I, I still live for my kids now that I have them, right? And, and that is what's going on in crypto more often than not. People do not think about the future. We think about the now. We think about ourselves. And this, I think, I, I, I think this was inevitable. Yeah it is and it's definitely a great solution that they are adding and we'll see how that plays out yep. back to quants back to the quantum show um is there mica anything? oh yeah uh, mica <laughs> i was already ah, how long are we into a long you're uh one hour 22 minutes okay let's uh, let's let's do mica um and then cancel the rest oh yeah there the, was rest was, there was the rest was more. the rest was great yeah the rest was great anyway which is which is fine um okay so mica um eu crypto legislation mica passes final hurdle three hours ago by ledger insights today the eu council endorsed the markets for crypto assets regulation after the european parliament approved it in april this was the final step in passing the legislation. It is expected to come into force around July this year. So some provisions will be applicable from July 2024, including those for stable coins. So this means that there's going to be things happening in July and some from July 2024. I'm not really sure if this is a typo reading this. Now that I read it for like the sixth time we discussed this part. <laughs> but 
Um, recent events have confirmed the urgent need for imposing rules, which will better protect Europeans who have invested in these assets and prevent the misuse of crypto industry for the purpose of money laundering and financing terrorism. That's obviously still a big thing. Um, originally, there was to be a threshold of a thousand euros that has been dropped. So the travel rule is required for transfers of as little as a few cents. However, P2P transactions between self-hosted wallets are excluded. And if the transaction is between self-hosted wallet and exchange, then there is a 1,000 threshold. So this means that if you're a business or a company, all transactions um, need to be uh, compliant with the travel rule. And if you're a private citizen, you do something with an exchange, then the threshold is 1,000. And that means that you have to provide identity information, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, travel rule means you, you cannot just send money um, from certain amounts. You need to share who you are, what you're sharing it for, or stuff, stuff like that. And a couple of, uh, well, most of you have probably already encountered this. If I transfer money to Tim, or if you donate to the Comfort Show, um, you don't have to, uh, this, this doesn't apply. So this is nice because this also confirms that self-hosted wallets are still acknowledged and that they are still legal, right? There were, as usual, the tinfoil hats. Oh, they're going to ban self-hosted wallets. Mostly the Americans because the SEC actually said that, I think. Um, but they're still a thing. You can still do that, and they're not trying to shut it down. They're just trying to make sure that people don't get screwed over time and time again. And this is a yep. good thing. This is a good thing. There is an, uh, a nice uh, insight from Bert and Bert. Um, it's a big law firm. We have a hyperlink on this page. And you can follow this to find a PDF. The PDF is, in my opinion, pretty comprehensive. We're not going to deep dive in it. I tried to. Uh, wrestled through this uh, before that. <laughs> that was impossible. Uh, uh, I to do that before the show. It's, yeah. Um, but at least have any a look. form of authority. I think that the, the most important thing about Micor, or Mika, or whatever you call it, uh, is that all the EU ministers, so the ministers of finance, have unanimously agreed upon it and mm. that it will enter force starting from July this year. And that some aspects of the new well, regulation will enter force July 2024, so in a year time. And that's great news because it will <laughs> make the space more stable, less Pepe's, less Doki coins, yeah. uh, more players like Quant. And that's yeah. a great thing. Yeah. Um, because what, what we did gather from, from what we read really quickly without going into detail is that in the future, if you want to create a coin or a token or whatever, um, you, you need to comply with regulations. So you need to be a registered business. So at least you need to have most likely a registration with the Chamber of Commerce 
um, you need to provide a white paper that needs to um, adhere to certain standard specifics, etc. Um, there, there's going to be accountability, and there will also obviously always be the MetaMask to MetaMask, Uniswap, Sushi Swap, Pancake Swap, Dildo Swap, whatever. Oh, I think they came up with the other day. Poop swap now? Oh, whatever. Um, that, that will exist. What will be more or less impossible is that a coin like Pepe, which is plagiarism, it's stolen from a man that created it, that owns the intellectual property to it, that that gets listed on a fucking exchange as Binance, etc. You You cannot steal somebody's intellectual property anymore in the future make a ton of money off it and most likely rug within six months not possible anymore so um, that's a good thing and that means that the trading volumes will only be on the uniswap and god knows what else fringe swap and no longer on the exchanges anymore that will also mean that if your shitcoin unregistered, unregulated, uh, with an anonymous-ish uh, owner is now still on an exchange, and you have a lot of money in that, not sure what it will look like. But I will not be holding that crap when nope. this comes truly into force because it could very well be, and I believe there was an exchange the other day that already delisted a ton of stuff. It could very well be, and I'm not trying to create fun here, right? But use your brain. That exchanges are going to be held accountable for what they offer, right? Like securities cannot be offered. That's a very simple thing to define, except hmm. with the SEC. But if a company has does not, or sorry, if a coin does not have a company behind it, like Quant, and it's just a random dude that generated the coin within 20 seconds and threw it on there and it got a little bit of buzz and now it's on an exchange. I cannot see that that coin will remain there if they have not KYC'd properly. No. So yeah, well, I would not well, I, take the risk. I wasn't taking the risk anyway. And honestly, no. I couldn't care less about all these coins there are like 10,000 or 15,000 or 20,000 crypto coins I bought like black issue Inu, I still have that Yeah, well, if you look it rugged so far that I couldn't even sell it, now I have like 10 million of those things Okay, and if you look at the top 100 um, only like 10 8 or 5 projects are actually decent I couldn't care less about the rest of the market torture it all and uh, it's great that the EU is stepping in, and I hope other countries and are following suit. Um, they're stepping in, they're stepping up. They're stepping up. Um, but anyway, with everything, we'll have to see how it plays out. And people are fudding left and right, and they're making these terrible predictions. And it never, ever, that's the only thing I can say about it, never, ever comes out. These people on Twitter are saying those idiots and then they, they come up and oh yeah that's not a case oh, let's break a new narrative 
according to some people on Twitter, I was going to be in this medical dictatorship, apparently, which I'm clearly not. Um, you could just be unvaccinated, and now life's well, everything is up and running again. I'm still alive, have, I'm still here. I had two vaccinations and a booster, and I'm yeah, still alive. Um, yeah, I'm still alive as well. It's it's kind of terrifying if you think about okay. it. So, let's, let's, like, yeah, let's yeah, let's not, let's not go let's, there, but like that, that's how it always goes. They're making these terrible predictions, and then Bitcoin is always the freaking savior. Uh, mm -hmm. But Bitcoin is somewhere around 28k or something. Um, well, it, and it was going to be the inflation hatch. I am uh, curious. We had hyper after the next two happenings. If energy prices keep going up, two happenings from now was that year and a half, two years. Yeah. I wonder how many miners there will be left. Yeah, that's going to be interesting as well, and. It was going to be this hyperinflation. I mean, it was going to be the inflation hatch. Now, now we had our test. Huh? We had the inflation. Uh, where is Bitcoin exactly? Yeah. Okay. Are you think about Raul Pell? Raul Pell think about... saying that some regions are actually going deflationary already. Okay. Think about because... that for the next. Yeah, oh, huh? No, no, no. Go. go. Nah. Inflation, yeah. 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 Narratives. In final... yeah. yeah. We're we're in the final part. Anyway, think about that for a second. And we'll consume everything we just said, and then we'll talk to you in two weeks, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that there, there is a lot to talk about still, but we're looking at the clock. And yeah. uh, I think if, it's uh, been a proper If you episode. are maybe uh, a legal person, if you know something about legislation, crypto regulation, something like that. You want to be on the show and maybe give us some juice about Micah and, and maybe your perspective. Could be cool. Um, leave a comment, leave a like, yeah. and make sure to share this, right? Help us out a bit. I mean, the super, super amazing algorithm loves it. We love it. And, and maybe you can, can help some people get informed on, on the things that matter. We do our best to keep it as simple as possible, make it as simple as possible, understandable. Um, let us know how we did. And yeah. um, in two weeks, we'll be back. We're going to be very close to the end of H1. Yeah. And um, uh, we'll, getting closer and closer. And hopefully, we will go. be able to present you with another O Fletcher update in two weeks' time. Gilbert, please, sir, yeah. uh, give us something. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Quite, how quite update. And yeah, thanks for listening once again. And um, yeah, who knows what happens in the next two weeks? So exciting. See you in the we'll next see. one. Stay comfy. Stay comfy.